Arrgh, grog. Hey guys, welcome to the Sideshow Podcast. It's uh, Peter Fickling here with Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. Massive thank you for all of the kind words over the last week from Susie coming in. Guys, it was amazing good fun. It really was. She was a delight. Uh, we've been riding on a bit of a wave since then, haven't we? In addition to that, last week I had a rampant sexathon. <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's, ki- that's killed what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, has it? Matthew, Matthew's just had a sort of, you know, middle of the range sex I was just going to say, what sort of sex was yours, Matthew? I was actually just going to say much the same as you did. Like, thanks for all the, all the love for the episode and like love from Susie herself as well. She was very, um, she was very nice about it after the event, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. On social media. Yeah. It was, it was really good fun. It flew by. There's no faking being as nice as Susie is, I don't think. I no. think, you know, she's a very, obvious and genuine person yeah what you see is what you get she's very lovely she is and and we literally could have carried on talking for hours and hours and hours couldn't we we, we overran but didn't really notice so well done editing that peter <laughs> it was worth it it was a big old slab of um effort but like I, there's always a bit of adrenaline left over after the show i didn't think i got to bed till about one o'clock because we didn't finish till going on on midnight or something mm. uh, yeah and that was it was a lot of fun so massive thank you to susie and yes, yeah, so if if that spurs anyone to um, head over to the uh, iTunes account and pop in a, a little review, preferably a five star, we're um, we're doing we're on four point nine. I'm feeling good, pretty good about that. Yes, nice high rating. So let's keep it up there. So, yeah, leave, um, leave yeah. a nice review, and you might see your your words up in lights at some point in the near future as well okay. across one some of our socials. I'm <laughs> currently tracking down the anonymous person who wrote the two star review. Yeah, wherever you are, your door is going to get warbist and then your face will be warbist <laughs> afterwards. And um, I've never seen it in person, but I've heard the screams through a microphone. Yeah. It's absolutely f***ing terrifying. It's yeah. if, you, if you're going to live a two-star review, then at least leave comments. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I mean, essentially, you're like, you're waiting until the school hero goes down on the football pitch. You run in, you give a little dig in the back and you run off before anyone sees you. To anyone who does want to leave a one or two-star review, please do. But at least have, take the time to give us some you know, feedback. Peter thinks too much of himself. Um, you know, Matthew, control your seagulls. Um, you know, Gary, uh, Gary, you know, little less lamb chat or something. I don't know stuff we can work with. Something to help us improve the show. So, mm. yeah, yeah, and then that, then we can get them printed on t-shirts. Yep. <laughs> Talking about good feedback, um, I have got nothing but amazing things to say about this week. I saw Kerry was lighting up Twitter, saying, uh, you know, um, saying positive things about this week's writing yeah. and all of the tension. I just so enjoyed it, and I did ask myself or and Twitter. Was it because there was no Alice? Did that make me love it all the more? Was it the script writing? I thought it was very well written. Or was it because the characters involved um, were great? I just totally loved it, apart from Vince getting on the horse. I thought that was silly. <laughs> Not silly in a good way. He he sat on his testicle by the sounds of it. Yeah, um, he, crushed his, he crushed his prairie oysters, didn't he, he did. I think? <laughs> Why did he do that? Why? You know, to impress to impress the women in his life, apparently. I I didn't feel that was very Vince like. I've always thought of him as being quite a strident, confident chap. And this week there were little chinks of him not being quite so confident, really. Understandable. Mm. I mean, Lizzie, Lizzie made that sort of throwaway joke, didn't she? To sort of um he was like, you know, I've landed a good one. And she's like, oh, you know, well, you know. Or have you? Um, and I, I think that even if you are in love with someone and you haven't heard them say it, it was quite, I did, that was well written. That, you know, I, that little sigh he let out so broke my heart. Yeah. 
I mean, I think there's there's real people I don't love as much as Vince. I absolutely adore <laughs> him. Aside from waking up in Solomon's bedroom, did we get out of Lower Loxley all week? We were there the whole bloody week, weren't we? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I felt in the end like I was semi-stalking Vince and Elizabeth. You know, every morning I was waking up with them. <laughs> and I felt like I was, you know, those, um, I don't know, is it four in a bed where you get the kind of oh, I love the, un- the uncomfortable person that has to go and stay in the really swanky B&B and they're waking up in the morning like saying, oh, this is a bit fancy, isn't it? <laughs> silver dinner tray or what, silver breakfast tray. And I felt like every morning I was like, I'm waking up next to them again. This is a bit strange. So you felt but, a bit like Freddy. Well, Freddie did feel uncomfortable. I mean, but Freddie deserves everything he gets because if anyone that uses the word a four-day chillax deserves yeah. not to chill or relax for any days. The only worst comment was when Rex said, wowzer. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Rex the ultimate mate you need after an infidelity? Like, I've done something terrible. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he was super matter-of-fact, wasn't it? He was like, look, it's obvious you just like this other guy. Um, you're young. Things got steamy. That's it. You know. I think Rex was uh, front and centre for the whole thing because um, he's going to play a big part in the um, revelation to Russ because I think him and Russ are going to clash and... You know, we saw that vengeful side when he left the uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, left the farm, uh, left Bridge Farm, whichever farm it is, Brookfield. When he left Brick- Brookfield, uh, Matthew made, you know, was referring to it last week. He um, left all those negative reviews, so we know he's got a sort of petty, vindictive streak. I think that he's going to be the one that tells Russ because he's just going to be like, oh well, you know, you know what, your, you know, your girlfriend who you think loves you so much, as she's been nobbing some you know, guy from work, yeah. so that's. Fine. That's why he's been brought into the centre of it. That's my little silly theory. He, yeah, he plays himself off as the sponge, doesn't he? But maybe he's waiting, absorbing these so he can crush them back out later. Yeah, it was a re- that's a really good call. I didn't because re- it struck me when Lily was telling him everything. Why is she telling him all of this? Normally, you'd sort of call a girlfriend or something. You know, your busy mate. You'd go, "Oh no, I've done this." I, I felt it a bit strange that she was opening up to Rex about that. So that is why I think you're yeah, right, maybe. Peter. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about was that uh, um, seeing as I'm getting Kerry's approval, I'm going to roll, I'm going to keep on going. Um, <laughs> seeing as, uh, you know, it's always been you know well known that they have a limited number of voice actors they can have in any given period. Mm. And you know, if you work at a big company at the end of the year, everyone tries to kind of spunk the um, budget so they don't lose it in the next year. It kind of felt like they did it this week. It's like, oh, we'll chuck in a soul, we'll chuck in an iris, just a bunch of new on mic characters. And I, so I, you know, of course, of course, that's just a childish throwaway joke, but. But actually, Soul's going nowhere. They wouldn't. They wouldn't get an actor in and get it, get the audience invested if he's not going to be sticking around. And the same thing with Iris. Like it's it's too much for them to be yeah. in lower the whole week and have these two new characters. Yeah, because Lily could easily have just said, "I slept with this guy at the office works do." They could have done it with the Rex chat, couldn't they? Yeah. Oh, why are you so sad, Lily? Oh, Rex, I've done something stupid. That's how Monday could have started. Mm, he didn't have to show up as well at the film drive-in filmy thing. For love, actually. Mm. They've had the shittest run of movies at this thing, haven't they? Was it Downton Abbey? <laughs> love, actually. I mean, I'm st- and then her defense of love, actually, was it? Nigel and I used to watch it every Christmas. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's probably why he threw himself off the roof. I, I cheered <laughs> when Vince said, bit wet, isn't it? Yeah. 
if you were curating it, Matthew, three movies then that you would. Um, the Exorcist, um, <laughs> Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and ooh, The Fog. Oh, that's that's. I mean, Kerry with mm. her voice is reminiscent of the um, of the sort of sultry lighthouse DJ who kind of yeah, holds whole thing together. Yeah. Oh. I really, I haven't seen this, so I need to now hear this DJ person. The Fog is absolutely um, mesmerizingly good movie. I mean, we we went on, we went on at length about our love of the Omen a couple of weeks ago, mm. and the Fog's kind of in the same wheelhouse. Is that a fair comment, Matthew? Yeah, the has to be the original though. But Lower Loxley did not have Matthew's good taste, so they were mm. watching Hugh Grant dance around his front room. Oh God. Um, what else happened in that? Martine McCutcheon is in it, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's his um, love interest. But so, yeah, Sol, Sol turns up for that. And I I mean, I did, I mean, I think everyone predicted it, but I predicted that Lizzie was going to say to um, Vince that she loved him. You did. Do you think it was completely obvious? No. No? Oh, okay. But, well, having said that, I was, I was just thinking that, you know, the archers do this really unsubtle thing where the film is love actually in the whole <laughs> thread running through the week's episodes is love you know like when someone goes into the tea rooms and everyone points out the song that's playing in the background which is a clue to other stuff so maybe the clue was right there massively in our faces there's never some we need to write a song called i'm a a twat so we can get the royalties from all the adam um trips to the (laughs) uh to the pub or the cafe (laughs) According to that theory, then um, Kerry, that would make uh, Russ the the spurned wife who f- opens the present to see her husband's bought the you know bought the necklace for his uh, uh, assistant. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Is that the same film? Emma Thompson. Yeah, that is a heartbreaking moment. That's the problem with that movie is that there are there are some bits and bobs in it that actually do tug at the old heartstrings. Mm. It's Richard Curtis, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he knows how to tug at the heartstrings every now and again. Mm. I mean, who knows? If I saw it, maybe I'd change my opinion. I didn't. I didn't altogether hate Four Weddings. It took me a long time to get round to watching it, but it wasn't that bad. That's, yeah, the, the scene with Mister Ploppy and Mrs. Ploppy in Blackadder was particularly. <laughs> oh, that's well, that's genius. <laughs> obviously, yeah. <laughs> but Russ, 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 we must talk about him. Very, very strange things have happened to Russ, haven't they? He's become this um, quite well, a new man, hasn't he? He got his decree absolute which made him become unblocked artistically <laughs> and feel like he was flying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been, he, he said he'd been blocked since moving in with Lily. Well, uh, there is a problem with the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Lily, there's been all these w- strange kind of metaphors about my virility in the plot this whole week. <laughs> I was trying to do impersonations of him earlier on. It's all the vowel sounds. His, his voice is amazing. I love yeah. it. I really love it. Yeah. I get confused when I see people slagging him off on Twitter because Matthew's fully uh, fully converted me. I'm just like, how can you not just, do, do, you know, it, it's he's like an overly rich sort of like little chockpot pudding. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so intense and sort of rich and tasty and you keep on going back for more. It's just, he's just wonderful. People hate him because of him being a predatory perv. And so they can't possibly like his voice if he's done those things. Whereas I just think the voice is to be admired for its qualities separate from the predatory perv stuff. Every country has its uh, pluses and minuses. And I think sort of, you know, British dedication to manners 
is all well and good, but it does let you down when you're kind of more cross with someone for how they've done something rather than what they've done. So, you know, because Brian is sort of like this kind of smooth and charming man, he's forgiven everything. But, you know, he's, he's, Russ, Russ is, you know, way down the pecking order when it comes to atrocities within Ambridge. I mean, he's, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not letting him off the hook. I think that Russ's, you know, behaviour is, is slimy and sleazy and reprehensible. But just that it's, uh, it's really, you know, like he, he, you know, he can't hold a candle to to Adam, to Brian. Well, it's, it's the I understand it's it's the the educator who ends up in a relationship with the student and leaves his wife for that student. I understand where all that kind of comes from. You know, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't be going on my CV if I was. Going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just. In terms of just the performance and the actor, mm. I could see people were actually getting excited in corners of Twitter that this means his days are numbered. I was like, no, yeah. we want this guy in the show. Like, he's such a good actor. He interacts so well in quite a different way that a lot of even the kind of we talked before about the class thing on the on the archers. And yes, you have the haves and the have not so much. But um, I think that he he does something else completely different to all of those characters, you know, in terms that he can be pompous and he can, and he's becoming less pompous, but then in a moment of clarity, he can take art direction from joy yes, or from Vince's mum. Iris, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's all because he, it appeals to his, um, they're flattering him, aren't they? So he's like, oh, really? When he, when she said, oh, I'm just admiring that painting after he said, the gallery is closed. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. As soon as she went, oh, that painting's rather nice. He went, really? You know, because <laughs> it's about something he's done. So he's totally self-centred and easy to be flattered. Oh, it just needs a smidge of red. Yes, you're right. You know, maybe. I mean, I took that mm. to me. I started to suspect that Iris was some kind of fairground hypnotist because she kept on walking into certain <laughs> rooms. First of all, like she she walks in on. All right, there's Vince. Vince's Vince can repel her spells, but she she walks into Elizabeth's private quarters and there's Freddie going, "Um, who are you? And mm. this is private." And then she goes, "What's that?" And he goes, "It's a map of the piping." <laughs> And then, Ooh, then fascinating. She had, and then, yeah, so, and and yeah. then, like he was totally on her side, and like you said, Kerry, the same with um with Russ. Like he was like, I'm gonna ask, have to ask you to leave. And then she was like, That's a nice painting. He's like, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will do anything you say. Yeah, there's something going on there. She, ought, she the only person who she didn't quite snag was Rex, but I think just Rex just loves gossip so much. Mm. When she said, I'm Vince's mum, he went really like i'm he's already thinking how am i going to use this yeah probably and and the chat she had with um lizzie as well uh where she said um i'm just making sure he's not being taken advantage of was it um yeah and i couldn't work out which way whether she was joking or not joking did she really think lizzie was going to be taking advantage of him was it sarcasm didn't understand and when uh, which reminds me when she did speak to freddie thinking he was the plumber and said (laughs) um so does the lady of the house is she up to date is she paying your checks on time Mm -hmm. really scrutinizing if the cash flow situation is okay yeah i mean not many plumbers wear um plus fours golf shoes and a tam you know, when they're doing, when they're doing around. Yeah, raspberry chinos or whatever the posh people yeah, wear. Exactly, yeah. But there, there was that, yeah, 
when she asked that question early on, I was like, why is she asking that exactly? And then that scene where they were looking, she went, you can almost see your house from here, Elizabeth. Mm. Would be a shame if something were to happen to it. <laughs> she said, it's very daunting, isn't it? The size of that, you know. She's she's really sort of fishing and implying that it's too big a place for just Lizzie to look after. So get Vince in to help. And I might mm. come as well if you're lucky. I couldn't quite work out whether she's scoping them for cash because Vince and her don't have enough or if she's thinking that Lizzie's a risk. I, I felt she was looking at this place thinking this might be a money pit mm. and you're not going to use my son's money yeah that was alluded to in today's episode wasn't yeah. it? yeah oh, all right yeah. cool okay yeah she she said that you know your mum was worried that i was gonna need you for the upkeep of lower loxley ah that might have been when the amazon delivery person arrived what do we think of um mr casey every time that lizzie wants to kind of playfully chat to ah, vince <laughs> yes it does ring true to the fact that you know, they they've always had a slightly because from their very first meeting, he was, you know, he he sort of bowled up to her when he was feeling when he was a bit more confident and uh, was sort of joking around and teasing her. So their relationship always has had a bit of a kind of a, uh, you know, playing with who's in charge. Is it to do with the age thing as well? Because what, what's the age difference? Oh, I wish I knew. I envisage him to be in his 60s. Right. And I think Lizzie's in her 50s. She's almost there, isn't she? Right. Give or take. David's um, David's just turned 60 because we had the whole thing with Disco Dave and all that mm. stuff. And she's not that much younger, I don't think. She's the next She's the next down, isn't she? Or is Shuler? No, Shuler and, Shuler and Kenton are the next ones down. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe she's kind of mid-50s because they knocked them out quick in those days, didn't they? So it would have been. Mm, just a sort of jokey thing to him because he's a bit older. And he... He was sound. He sounds older than her, doesn't he? You know, and it, not just the horse thing and sort of having his twinges, yeah. um, but he just does sound a bit older. And actually, um, Iris did say about Vince, he's not the eldest. Yes, the second, isn't he? Mm. The, the thing, um, um, if you know, like Kerry, you were sort of um, scrutinising the plausibility of it. The thing that really got on my nerves from that regard, sort of picking holes in the in how it all works was that uh, um, Iris was sort of thought that Lizzie might be sort of highfalutin and, you know, the mm. sort of the snobby lady of the house. And then Lizzie was like, oh, I'm just a common farm girl who happens to have a 70-year-old soap opera named after my family that basically own and control <laughs> this whole community. Like this kind of this rather disingenuous uh, milkmaid act that she did, just, you mm. know, like growing up on a farm. It's like, no, 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 you, you haven't had a... I mean, am I wrong in feeling that way? I just don't feel like Lizzie's had this kind of this simple life that she made out. No, no. And actually, Vince mentioned it as well, didn't he, earlier on? You're very simple because she hasn't got a t tiara cabinet or whatever it was, that she's quite happy having, um, I don't know. He said straightforward, didn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah. She's enjoying that side of it. But yeah, I know what you mean about Iris and her. And I think she was just trying to play it, play it all down to iris yeah. really that's um, fair enough you'll mm, do that don't you somehow. can't yeah. really identify vince's exact age but elizabeth was born in 1967 so i would imagine vince to be a little bit older than that wouldn't yeah you? i mean matthew's dropped the von from his surname to hide his german aristocracy oh absolutely especially <laughs> especially after tuesday yeah. <laughs> Yay. i don't know if this is just my bad instinct to try and pun everything but did you think her name's iris right 
Mm. Surname is Casey, and she's at one point he referred to as Ma. Is it RS Ma Casey? (laughs) (laughs) One, that's genius. And two, Matthew, you wouldn't be here without your puns. Exactly. That is absolute genius. We need to yeah get that on a drafted tweet for Sunday for the tweet along. Yeah, Iris Marchese. Oh my god. Um, the Vince fell asleep before the end of Love Actually, so he doesn't know how it ends. Well, no, he's seen it before. He knows no, it's but wet. So doesn't did Lizzie. <sighs> but he blamed it on the they had one too many pulled pork buns, oh, yeah. hog roast buns. <laughs> Does that mean he had 12 rather than 11 or something? I don't think it just, everyone's convinced he's fat. No, he was he, he was absolutely fine for when he jumped on the back of Cloppity Custard or whatever the horse's name is. <laughs> Cloppity Crystal, Cranford Crystals. Cranford Crystals, sorry. That name annoys me. Way back when, and I know we mentioned this a couple of months ago or a month ago or something, way, 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 way back when, when we first heard about Vince Casey, he was the guy that put the fear of everyone, including, um, you know, Ambridge Hardman, David, um, you know, um, Eddie, everyone. Don't mess with Vince. That was the idea. Do you think that his going toe-to-toe with this manager is a sort of a, a hint at the... So do you think this is just keeping that door open to Vince turning? Yeah, Karen. The, oh, she's a hard one. That's what Iris yeah. said. But Iris and Lizzie were in were in Concord that uh, mm-hmm. that Vince needed to give you know cut her a break, and actually she was probably you know good for him. Yeah, I wonder what Vince. He didn't like to discuss it, did he? He doesn't like being told what to do business wise. He doesn't like input and stuff. So we never really got to hear why yeah. Vince is so set on not letting Karen have her time off. So I think because this, I think they might be sort of developing like you know. Um, in the craze, uh, uh, the, mm. the, the mother played by Billy Whitelaw, who is her second mention on the pod, um, she um, she is you know absolutely vile if you cross her family, but other you know but but a, a complete saint mm. in the home. And maybe this is what they're going to have with Viz, Vince is just if you're on his side, there's not a better person in the world. But you know, cross him and it's a world of pain, and it'd be quite. You know, I you know I'm I'm, I'm I I would quite like to now that I. Now that he's in a relationship with Lizzie, I'm quite keen to see him rounded out a bit more. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason this Karen's been mentioned, isn't there? Yeah. There's no need for her to have been mentioned, other than that I totally fell for it because I thought he'd made that up because someone kept ringing him and he kept looking at his phone and he was trying to avoid his mother. That's what I thought. But actually, the mother mentioned Karen as well, didn't she? So it was. That's the new way we have to listen to the archers, is yeah. you're always looking for some kind of. It's like, oh, but. <laughs> means this and this means that which i i absolutely <laughs> love but it's, it's gone of the days when you could just let it kind of wash over you yeah well yeah you might be right i was trying to think then who said who said recently in the archers that they liked vince but they wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him but it was Susie on our podcast last week that mm. said that oh maybe she knows something but then his mum kind of turned that around didn't she and said you know he's a a good egg he can get he can yeah he said he can get into trouble she lots of egg Mm. idioms wasn't there he can get into trouble quicker than i can crack an egg she said yeah kerry kerry kerry, kerry. don't tell matthew but i don't know what, what an idiom is <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> i don't i'm not as educated as you guys i don't know what it well, is it's to do with eggs peter oh okay. yeah it's an egg thing peter any <laughs> sentence that involves egg or ovoid vocabulary is an idiom mm. gotcha. thank you okay all right we carry on now yeah thank you <laughs> that's an eggium an idiom is a, a non-literal phrase like you know throw the baby out with the bath water and ah okay i understand all right yeah all right thank you what 
What were the other eggy ones then? There was a different egg, wasn't there? She said he's a good egg. Yeah, but then there was. You said there was another one. Uh, so she, didn't she say he was soft in the middle? Oh, that's it. And that's no yolk. <laughs> Nothing has a brain like a bear trap. Like this stuff just gets caught in there. Nothing mm. escapes. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. It's, but it, yeah, it was strange. I mean, like you know, obviously, egg, egg is her go-to lexicon. Mm. Next, she'll show up next week with a whole bunch of. Uh, I don't know, like anchovy jokes or something. <laughs> Kerry, um, yeah. uh, this snack chat, where does mm. the Scotch egg sit on your um, uh, top 10? Put scratchings at the top, obviously. Um, a pocket full of lamb, famously mm. up there. Um, no one else has that on in their, you know, in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Scotch egg. Not asked. Okay, there you go. Good to know. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I think it might be because I've had poor ones. I think if you could get a right cracker, then it would be good. If really super duper, you know, properly artisan mobile food. You remember uh, I went version. down to went down to Lisbon to check that chippy out. Not well, not printably, oh, yeah. just to check out that chippy. But they do their own. Did I send you a photo of the Scotch egg that you they make did. on that the premises? That looks really good. Yeah, yeah, Cumberland Cumberland sausage meat around the egg and then crumbed and fried. I'm not a massive fan of Scotch eggs because I like boiled eggs, but I don't like eating the white. I only like eating the yolk. Oh, you pussy. <laughs> God, all this fussy bloody... I've never liked, never liked the egg white. There are very few things that I won't eat. I do like pork pies. They are my, that's pretty much the first thing I do once I get through an airport now. Is there's, <laughs> there's generally a Marks and Spencers. Last time, my dad was coming to meet me at Birmingham Airport instead of Bristol, and I just mm. made a beeline to the M&S. And I'd already like had about I had like an eight pack of cider under my arm and about like eighteen pork mini pork pies. And as my dad arrived, I was leaving with this bag and he went, We've got a load of pork pies for you in the car. Oh bless him. He knows <laughs> so, what you like. Yeah. Rex could make pork pies, couldn't he? He could. Mm-mm. You were saying a lot of nice things about Rex earlier in the week, Kerry. Was I? Yeah. It was Freddie I liked. I don't oh, I can't remember you- saying anything nice about Rex. I was complimentary about his ability to just be the the perfect ear mm. when yeah, there was yeah. guilt, and I also just I liked his um, his little interchange with Iris. I also what was the other thing he said. Oh, when when Lily said, "I'm just checking," he hasn't put anything up on Facebook, and he was mm. like, "I thought you said he was a good bloke. Like, who would put something shitty on social <laughs> media?" Oh, that's right, me. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Sol actually sounds quite decent. He said, I don't have a Facebook account, which in my books means you're elevated immediately to a higher yeah. plane. She said it was overrated, didn't she? Yeah. Lily, when he said that. Mm. That did steal my thunder because at the beginning of the week I had been sort of going, aha, this is yet more proof the scriptwriters are out of touch, but you know, they got it, they squirmed out of it. <laughs> um, no, I thought I was um, singing the praises of Freddie, I think. Uh, well, I was definitely doing that to you. I can't remember if I did it on Twitter, but I really enjoyed him this week. He was lovely to Vince. Um, his interactions with uh, Russ were good as well, I thought. And him sort of sulkily sitting around the breakfast table and having to have dinner with his mum and Vince. Yeah. V- yeah. Vince's signature dish. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Yeah, Freddie. Freddie has... So, for instance, if you take, we just talked about Rex, and then we're talking about Freddie. Rex has been problematic. I mean, I've always liked Rex, but his his personality keeps going all over the place, and it also seems to be contextual as well, which I guess is 
true to life. But this is this is not true, real life. This is the Archers, where we need a much more kind of simple version of it. We need caricatures to make it kind of more mm. to easy to make it an easy listen. And I think with Freddie, they found a very consistent voice for him, which is, you know, for, for a piglety creature like me, it makes it much, my life much simpler. <laughs> and so when Freddie goes into a situation, his pettiness is always superficial. He is going to be doing the right thing. So, yes, he's being a sulky teenager, mm. but he's also the person rolling up his sleeves and getting stuck in to help people. Yeah. And yes, he was a bit sort of arch and snobbish with Iris, but once it breaks down, he's then immediately nice and sort of affable. He's got a really good directness about him, Freddie, as well. He just cuts yeah. to the quick straight away, whether it's with sulky voice or not sulky voice. He'll just go, are you two all right at the moment? Or who are you? You're not meant to be here. I've said it a thousand times, but this is this is if you want to be high up the, the Warbis popularity charts directness and honesty is a good way to go yep yeah exactly maybe that's why i was extra warming to him this week because i haven't in the past to be honest with you yeah Yeah. he was very direct about the fact that he didn't like the the that they were going to be hanging around lower loxley his mum and vince did it not that he was, I mean, I mean, even even sitting down to the dinner ta- at the dinner table when Vince is cooked, and he was like, "Oh, Lily gets a takeaway. Mm. Russ gets to eat in the gallery. I have to sit here with you two. And then he was like, "Is there any more beer?" Yeah, <laughs> and this like, is delicious. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I really and that was part of the reason I really liked this week was those little intimate scenes. I like things like when people are sitting around the dinner table together and having a chat. Um, you know, the real domestic stuff where not an awful lot of action is happening, but you're hearing how they're relating to each other over quite mundane scenarios. I like that a lot. They could, I mean, I mean, I, they could do this for the Alice plot as well. We've said this over the last few weeks. We don't always need to hear Alice distressed and drunk. We, mm. you know, they can they can keep Alice going and make it keep it a realistic plot line where you know that she's still having problems without having to have something as on the nose as a horse side chat with Shula or a mm. brick through the window. Um, and you know that way they that way they can honour the severity of the disease and at the same time not bore us with an inch of our lives. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that this week's been a. That's why, to your point, Kerry, that's why this week's been so entertaining because you were, you did, you did have the ratcheting tension, knowing that the Russ and Lily thing were coming, you know, coming, coming. Mm. Oh, by the way, ten out of ten for the um, the sidestep where they threw us a Lily proposal. Brilliant. Oh me my and, god! Yeah. Me and my wife both went just like off oh. at the same time it was just oh we're just like no it was just the way he and it he even his reaction was a distraction mm. wasn't it where he went oh darling don't be fucking ridiculous <laughs> that's the f-ing last thing we need <laughs> <laughs> i just got out of a f-ing marriage you daft <laughs> oh no i mean why did she say that I was shocked and mortified and emotional pressure because Solomon's waving over at that moment, isn't it? And she's oh, like, "So you have to marry your boyfriend?" Oh my god, that was rush of blood to the head, wasn't it? Yeah, thank God he said no. Perhaps she'd had too much, too many pork buns. It was a very good painting. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, she was bewitched by this painting, wasn't she? Maybe he'd added a smidge of red on Iris's advice, and we didn't get to hear that. The painting, that was quite interesting, wasn't it? But it is quite romantic, isn't it? But doing an amazing painting of someone. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You would, would that would that drag a proposal out of you, Kerry? Oh, no. What if it was done like um for you, the ultimate one would be like, you know how kids make those macaroni paintings, but for you it would be like out of pork scratchings. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. 
something like um uh, uh, um it would be have to be um bacon wheat crunchies for the hair to get the kind Matthew of like flow is googling this image right now i can hear him probably no i'm not I i'm bet not you. Oh, no God. i'm picturing it in my head yeah. i'm not googling it no, yeah i might make one myself of myself so if anyone wants to um propose to kerry this is your this is your way <laughs> a beautiful beautiful meat-based painting <laughs> Have you have you ever seen that like someone made a meat baby on a platter? Have you ever seen that photo? So that that weird German scientist. If um... no, no, I, and I've been to that scientist. Oh, I love that. I exhibitions. went to that. Yeah, in London, it was amazing. I've got the book. But no, it's over there this on is myself. this is uh, far more disturbing. <laughs> where someone just like decided to celebrate birth of a new baby by um, like forming mints on a tray. <laughs> with kind of eggs for eyes and something like that. And unfortunately, once it's been through the oven, it looks far, ten times more ter- terrifying than before it went in. Yeah, do you think Lily will be pregnant? I mean, not everyone who oh. has sex once is going to be pregnant, but, you know, it's a soap opera, isn't it? And they've just, this is just on the back of them, him neglecting her. So maybe this is, they get back together tonight mm. and he'll think it's his because of the timeline. Yeah. I did look at Solomon. Solomon struck me as a name that was kind of um, ethnically ambiguous. Like it could have been, you know, it could be someone from a number of different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So I did look up the actor to see, you know, Mm -hmm. what they look like, because I was curious if the, because there's, there's been a kind of like a a rolling conversation about, you know, diversity within the archers. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, Solomon, maybe that's an opportunity, but um, no, he's a white guy. So there's not going to be a, um, there's not going to be a, you know, why does reveal at the birth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it it bad is it wrong to find people who die doing gender reveals very funny or is that does that make me an incredibly evil and awful person i'm sure i've laughed at that so uh but then maybe i'm evil as well yeah i just feel like it's it's such a crappy way to spend your time in the first place so there was one recently wasn't there how did it happen um was it a firework thing yeah where someone kind of just blew themselves up. <laughs> oh, that's one hell of a way for us to go. <laughs> I do remember there being some um, uh, wedding night thing in America where the wife was dancing for the husband to Man, I Feel Like a Woman, and she decided to kick the heel of the shotgun against the floor as she as it hit one no. of the main beats of the song and it killed her husband. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my God. So are we saying that gun laws in America aren't working? Is that what yes. you're saying? I don't know. I said if I, I'm on the fence on this one. I can't and decide. Maybe don't it. dance with a gun. Yeah. As well, perhaps. Well, just or just don't bring a gun to your wedding. Yeah, there's that as well. I I went to a friend's wedding in Texas a good few years ago, and there had to be like an eleventh hour discussion with the his in laws, his wife to be's family, because they all wanted to fire their shotguns off at the end of the ceremony and uh, and their the, the the larger family name um not her name but the larger family name was brady <laughs> so we were all a bit we were like who's gonna tell them oh, um but yeah I, luckily they didn't i've just remembered i tweeted this morning on my own twitter a little gif and I just went, morning, and it's a couple who've just got married and they're releasing a dove each. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I saw it. It was amazing. It's brilliant, isn't it? I'll say yeah. no more and you can go and find it. I was thinking of adding music to it, but it's just incredible. It's so good. 
Yeah. I, because it's Kerry saying this, I assume the dub <laughs> flies into a fan or something. <laughs> or something very bad happens to the doves. That's no, they both I'm... they both fly away and everything's absolutely fine. Okay, yeah. all right. I don't believe that at all. I, <laughs> Kerry is a good person, but not when it comes to this sort of thing. Oh, it's very funny. So we what were we blathering on about? Rex something uh, uh, it was pork pies it was making pork pies yeah i think we I think we covered it didn't we we really have i think yeah lizzie's simple bagda gooden uh iris it was quite a simple there was i mean that's i think that's why i enjoyed it so much i mean uh you know you guys were talking about the fact that it was a self self-contained you know it was in lower mm. locks you said that and Kerry was talking about the kind of the, the intimacy of it and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much it was simple you could just concentrate on the one or two plots you weren't having to you know veer yeah. left and center you didn't have Eddie turning up I mean I love Eddie but you didn't have Eddie turning up with a bloody limo just it's like what you know it was just night nice. it's mm-hmm. like let's here, let's concentrate on this family um it was almost like the monologues where they mm-hmm. the, the they sort of created they they created some limit there were some limitations that forced them to be more sort of like focused with the scripting yeah i was very fearful that eddie was going to rock up to love actually in the limo and ruin everything because i oh, yeah. yeah so i was very glad that he didn't you've got eddie limo ptsd you're sort of not able to he's uh, sort of living in you you know i've just remembered as well um lily said to rex about soul she sort of went in a reverie, said he's funny, energetic, attractive, and I thought that the implication there is that Russ is none of these things. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. So Russ is not funny, not energetic, and not attractive to her. It doesn't doesn't but, have but she's dimples. Just proposed to him. Yeah, and the other thing was, I mean, the dimples. I felt was a very, you know, well, one, they, she, they, she, she made it very clear that it was a good night of sex because Lorexa said, oh, it can't have been that good then. Mm-hmm. And then also I felt like, you know, how that I felt like the dimples was a, a very heavy clue as to sort of, um, it was more than just a, you know, super, he's normal, he's more than just superficially good looking to her. It, there's a kind of a, a depth yeah. to her attraction. And how she said about the dimples, she, I didn't even know I really I liked liked dimples. dimples. She was off and away, wasn't she? Like, yeah, definitely likes him. She also did that thing in the very first scene where she it wasn't clear immediately after he'd he'd wind her up about posting on Facebook, which he mm. wasn't. And then she just starts reading a reference letter that he's written about himself. Oh, yeah. He's energetic, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, is she now writing a review of him on social media from the night before? But it was yeah. just this kind of thing that he was he had carte blanche to write whatever he wanted in his own Hire me and I'll go like a barn door in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny how she leapt out of bed and ran away the minute he said he mentioned a management role. Mm. And I thought, is that because, did it mean she remembered she was supposed to be managing I think Lower so. Loxley, or was it because how he spoke suddenly reminded her of Russ? I, I couldn't work that out. But I yeah. thought it was the former, but I you just made me think that actually, wouldn't it be amazing if Sol becomes her boss? And that's why he's then in the plot. So we start to hear some awkwardness between them because you know she turns up late and he's now desperately trying to but be it wasn't so within the company it was somewhere yeah. else wasn't it he's was it? leaving he's moving out of bathrooms and going into sportswear oh i i misremembered I, I i heard that he was leaving the company but i thought that there was a kind of a there was a kind of like um but um but he said to her can't you imagine me in, in management maybe I'm, i made it up in my head oh well never mind i thought that, that's a another thing i've got wrong oh well 
Well, Sol was applying for a new job, and uh, we've got a job for you, listeners. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm very, very sorry. Um, and the job is promoting us on social medias. So Kerry is the queen of Twitter. Uh, where do we live, Kerry? We live at the Cider Shed Pod. Yeah, and um, please, 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 um, anything that you think is worthy of your time, uh, share a little bit of love and um, send it around. Uh, people have been, and we're very, very grateful. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of activity on there. It's it's great. At daily, I'm all over it. We get it. We're creeping towards 900 followers, and I aim to have a thousand before I die. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. oh, okay, that's <laughs> one hell of a way to break it to us, Kerry. <laughs> I'm going to be watching that with fear now. <laughs> and Matthew is now on his summer hiatus and has um, switched into a terrifyingly high social media gear and has a kind of a, a um, an, an onslaught planned over the next couple of weeks. Just been bullying people, really, haven't I? Um, yeah, we've got an Instagram. We're all uh, we're down with the kids. We've got uh, it's called the, the Cider Shed Pod on Instagram. And we've got Facebook, which, you know, you don't have to pay attention to Lily and Solomon. It's not that overrated. It's the Cider Shed podcast on Facebook. And uh, as soon as I figure out how to dance again after lockdown, I'll have our TikTok, TikTok up and running. Oh, my God. Really? No, but the fact that I actually called it TikTok <laughs> suggests that I won't. TikToks. My 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 12-year-old students are already over TikTok because it's it's done. Is, there, is it? They, but yeah, they basically tell me because adults have discovered it. Right, ah. me included. So, what? So, can you please uh, um, some homework, Matthew? Next week, can you tell us what we're how we how to be down with the kids? What are we supposed to be interacting with? Um, well, I'll give it a go. Like I said, I'm not going to see them for a couple of months now. What well, be um, that creepy teacher who gets in touch during the holidays? No, I didn't. I you kidding? The first thing you do as a teacher is you lock all your tightly lock any socials you think they might find. Instagram got went on lock straight away. Um, doesn't mean I didn't tell them about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a friend who um, he he needed he needed a new house. They had extra kids, and so they had to move to the neighbourhood where his school was. And it was just, you know, and it just transformed their life because before when he went home, he was getting away from the kids. And now every time he went to a park, there was a sniggering teenager kind of pointing and laughing because he was doing crazy things like having a sandwich or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything that you see in the in-betweeners is true. When a, when a kid sees you outside of the school environment, one one of two things happens. They either think it's absolutely the most hilarious thing that's ever happened, <laughs> that they've just seen you or that they just do not want to even acknowledge you. Mm. They they get really really awkward and embarrassed. Like I caught I caught um one of my older students smoking. I say caught. I was walking through Porto and I bumped into him. And the look he gave me, he was walking <laughs> out of a cafe and lighting up. And it was the look was just like, oh shit. My mum was a maths teacher at secondary school. She bought children cigarettes. <laughs> well, it was different times then, wasn't it, Kerry? Yeah. Well, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> So, you, so, so to to use the often used um, acorn rolling from a, a, a yeah. tree, you were, you were a graft then. She liked a... the baddies. She got on really well with the sort of slightly off the rails kids oh, who, who me always too. came good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, she did. She has been known to buy some fags for them. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's a nice hustle, he's tri triangly dopey twat. Have yeah. a fag, giant. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're never going to get the Pythagoras theorem without 20 Rothmans inside you. 
don't chalk up another line, you greedy bastard. Don't have it to hog, you know, hog all yourself. <laughs> She's not from Yorkshire, but I love it. I love your interpretation. But I, I, I didn't do an offensive Latvian accent. You so that... I'd like to hear you try, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work on my Latvian, Latvian accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew can help us all become down with the kids and... Um, Kerry's got to complete her top 10 of uh, meaty snacks. I would like to, have... uh, just as a disclaimer, she was a very highly regarded teacher and was head of year and all of that kind of thing. But she just, just happened she to co- sell cigarettes to She kids. connected with, she didn't sell cigarettes to children. <laughs> she bought some for some. Oh, okay. You know. right. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a way of bonding, isn't it? With the baddies. It's a, it's a more innocent time. Yeah, no, I, I have heard, I've heard many things about your mum and all of them good. Peter. Yes. Unless I'm much mistaken, you now have to say the email. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yes. Um, uh, uh, please, please, please email, email us with any questions, um, anything that you want us to improve um, within reason. I mean, personnel isn't going to change, so you know, don't bother with that. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, get in touch. Hello at thesidershed.com. Um, and we'd love, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, I'm... I, it's a great week on the archers. Um, this show, I have had a miserable week, and this this the show has lifted me up again as always. So thank you to Matthew and Kerry. Yeah, my week's been shit. To be yeah, honest, has- I've had five job interviews. Uh, I've got another tomorrow. So yeah, this is a ray of sunshine. In you have definitely had the worst week of the three of us, Kerry. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've. You want to win that competition? Yeah, I've, I've been mostly sitting on my arse, if I'm honest, this week. Um, with a little bit of like uh, housekeeping regarding school to do, but yeah, we've all had a better week than Britney Spears. Free Britney, oh, Britney. yeah. Oh, no. Well, free Britney. Free pork pies. I'd like that. Yeah, free yeah. pork pies. Free Britney. Free pork pies. And um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Hello.